Good evening, and thanks for tuning into the Bay Brothers podcast. Today's date is Sunday, October 6, 2019. We're recording this at approximately 9 o'clock in the evening, watching a little Sunday night football with the Chiefs and Colts, and the Dodgers and Nationals are in an epic battle right now. Today for opener, we're first talking uh, Final Four of Biggest Disappointments. Then we got MLB Playoffs talk. We'll talk Brewers and predictions for the upcoming uh, postseason matchups. Then we got a little Packers with their big win against the Cowboys. And uh, to close you out, a food talk of the best type of donut. I'll come to you right now. First, Arcade Fire. Let's go. And once again, as Andrew said, it is uh, October 6th, and yesterday, October 5th, was the one-year anniversary of when our first episode of the Bay Brothers podcast, known back then as the De Facto Podcast. Yeah, still don't know how that, w- it's not like a national holiday, or like a big celebration throughout the Bay or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, out of all holidays in the in Whitefish Bay. You know, um, 4th of July, all they do is have like everyone in town goes to Clody. Um, 4th of July, maybe like Halloween, there's pretty big things. Um, what's it called? The, like the run, the like run the bay oh run the bay guardian angel run that's well not big. as much guardian angel run because i think guardian like angel community. run is a whole is a whole ordeal because then they have the ceremony afterwards at um yeah so right now i'd probably say oh also i got a fun fact i learned this week wisconsin is the only state besides massachusetts that um acknowledges that patriot's day is a uh should be like a national holiday or a day to remember mm, which I is like um that. yeah but fun fact about patriot's day is that that's actually when the British occupied Boston and they kicked all of the Patriots out. They conquered Boston, so it's like weird because they celebrate a day where the British took over them. So, you know, strange how things, you know, how history plays out. That is weird. I'd probably say the Bay Bar's anniversary is since only the first one right now. It's probably second to uh, Fourth of July. Um, Fourth of July is pretty tough to beat. Yeah, I think I think we're close to second right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're working our way up there. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Anyway, um, final four of biggest disappointments. Andrew, get us started. Okay. Uh, I got first pick. I'm gonna go one that happened this week. Crushing sports loss for a team you really care about. The Brewers. They're my first sports love, and they'll probably remain one of my only sports loves. I like the Bucks. I'm a little bit bigger of a Packers fan. Brewers. They're my babies. Um, that that I mean, there's just nothing equivalent to a disappointing sports loss and the sense of defeat your season's over you start questioning your team who's going to resign all these questions that loom throughout the um, offseason and it just hurts like you were so close and you have to know that I mean the Brewers didn't make the playoffs for like 30 years what if that's this like what if it is and it, it's just so heartbreaking and so many answers that need to be uh that need to be answered. Yeah, I mean the Brewers are, you know, probably top five worst franchises in baseball right now, or in baseball history. Oh, easily. right, and they have the worst farm system. Yeah, so I mean, like, after the game, I had like a little therapy session with my dad, like <laughs> trying to figure out what this team is gonna be like, because I I had zero hope, and it was like just a little talking treatment. <laughs> I mean, it was hard on me. Um, so I totally agree with that in sense. Uh, so my first pick of this final four 
is uh, trying to sleep in and you cannot successfully do this, um, especially, you know, had like a hard week and a lot of schoolwork, staying up late, and then your internal clock, you know, turns you on at 6.30, 7 o'clock, that's pretty tough. Oh, um, really? Or I think I think that's actually a great thing. Well, I, I mean, personally, that doesn't make me that upset. I think it's more the vice versa of... No, when you sleep, when you're trying to wake up early and you sleep. Yeah, that happened to me today. That is is bad. Um, That happened to me today, which kind of sucked, but all worked out. But that's that's even worse than when you sleep, when you can't sleep in. When you can't sleep in, it's pretty bad, but not as bad as... I never uh, have the problem of trying to sleep in. But even for me, if I wake up in the middle of the night or like 6.30, I can fall right back asleep anyway. Oh, right. I can... Usually, if you give me, like, 10, 15 minutes, I can fall asleep on the dime. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, at any moment, pretty much. I'm usually just passed out, usually. Oh, it's not even... So, I usually play a podcast when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'll usually set the timer for 10 minutes for it to shut off. I usually don't get past, like, one and a half minutes before I'm, I'm going horizontal. I'm I'm unconscious. So, do you listen to a podcast every night before you go to sleep? Uh, Yes. Okay. I, every night. I've, the only problem with me, like, listening to podcasts before I go to bed, I just feel like I have nothing to look at. <laughs> like, because, like, no, because it's just, like, it just, like, comforts me, and it's usually Dan Patrick. I mean, he, it feels like I'm having, like, a sleepover with my friend, you know? <laughs> Good but also, I've been, I've been watching some stuff on um, dreams and, like, memories, and when you're sleeping, it's pretty crazy, like, how active your brain is, actually. Interesting. The thing, it can just it can't decipher it, it like deciphers your uh what's it called oh some middle part of your brain i i not, starts with not hippo. the frontal cortex the, the hippo oh, i just heard about the, the uh, hippocampus 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 yes it can decipher when you're awake or when you're not but your like 5% of your dreams are stored and if you think you there's actually a thing called controlled dreaming where if you think about something oh, very hard before you go to bed you most likely will dream about it. It's just a whether of if you'll remember it or not. Yeah. But there are professional dreamers who, who like are very very good at remembering their dreams. It's very fascinating. That's cool. Um, all right, no, did you even go there? Oh no, that this is my second pick now. Right, so seriously, your second pick. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Um, oh, see a ball. Oh, that and that makes it eight two Dodgers. Looks like we'll have to delete the uh, are the Dodgers are the Dodgers vulnerable segment. <laughs> hey, you don't know. Well, not they'll go up two one unless the Nats come back. We'll have to say. We'll okay, be in there. Continuing with my pick. So now I'm gonna go with the breakfast at the hotel. So usually I'll always you know tell my mom, can you please try to get a hotel with some breakfast? It um, it really makes the days go shorter when you got a belly full and you know you're traveling and. It's it's nice not being hungry all the time, so I like it when there's breakfast at a hotel. It's very nice. But anyways, if there's a hotel and it says it has breakfast and it's like complimentary and you know it sounds all great, but it's only like bagels and jelly, and that's just one of the most disappointing feelings in the world when you think you're gonna get a nice hearty breakfast, get ready all for the day, and then it's just a bunch of empty carbs. I also do hate when they have like. The really rubbery eggs. Oh, those are soupy, so bad. The soupy eggs. Oh, those are nasty. Gross. It's just, I, I will never eat hotel eggs. I just, it's just, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, for my next pick, I'm going to say one of the bigger disappointments of all time, no snow on Christmas. Oh, um, that is a great pick. I don't know great how people pick. on the West Coast and wherever else, you know, not having snow um, 
do it because it just is like so unnatural. I feel with with grass on Christmas. Last year we had like the little snowfall on Christmas, so it was like really cool. But right. it was like wasn't enough. It was like still like you could still see some of the grass. Cause you always picture it like in Home Alone when it's just like blizzarding down and yeah. it's just like it's just Christmas beautiful. morning. Is, oh, that's the best. But then, um, you know, in the West Coast, I know my dad grew up there. They did cardboard sledding, so I mean, not much of a supplement. Or you could just go up in the upper mountains. They always have snow yeah, like in Tahoe, but it's not the same. No. Your pick. Uh, I'm up, I'm up. All right. I'm going to go with <clears throat> when reality TV does not play out to your best expectations. And here's my example. This year, or last year, Survivor, season 38, um, Devins, he was the most beloved uh, contestant in Survivor. He, everyone knew, or all the Survivor players knew that if he was going to get to the final three, he was going to win. Everyone loved him in the in the audience, and um, it wasn't a matter of if the Survivor, the fellow Survivors, if they liked him or not. They all loved him, but they just had to vote him out because he was too good and he was going to win the million dollars. And so, just when your like fantasy expectations doesn't meet reality, big disappointment, especially in reality TV. For my next pick, I'm going to go with uh, another hotel one, but this one's in the hotel room. When the water pressure in the shower is bad, um, this can ruin a whole hotel room. I don't care how nice it is because if I don't get a quality shower with good water pressure, I'm not a happy camper. Um, if you got that weak water pressure, it's awful. It's one of the first things I check when I go into a hotel room. Also, one of my least favorite things about hotel um, showers is that is the curtains and how you have to it's not like i don't know i have nice i guess i have nice showers at my house where i have like the glass doors yeah i have that one too but when you have to put the curtains in front and then it gets all soppy and the floor gets all wet it's just unpleasant feeling but you know first world problems here we're not, we're not talking life or death you know yeah it's it's not it's not if we're eating or not at the, at the table <laughs> you can tell by these answers when i'm saying there's no snow on christmas <laughs> um okay my last disappointment is when you are really, really hyped for something, it's not gratifying. I got two examples for this one this year. For some reason, I was very, very excited. I was pumped for the NFL draft. Um, the adrenaline was pumping towards the beginning of the pick. Was it going to be Kyler Murray, who kind of everyone knew? Or was it going to be like some offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Joey Bosa? It ended up being Kyler Murray. And once he was picked, I was just like, huh, that's it. Like, what else is there? There's nothing. So... It was very ungratifying. My other one is kind of similar to the sports one, but when there's a huge sports event and then your home team just gets crushed and you just have to sit there for the rest of the game and there's really no chance of you coming back. It's it's but you feel you feel badly if you leave because you're not supporting the team and you know. And then the camera does the zoom in on you know the guy with the with face the hands. And the hat. Yeah, and right. And that's awful. Then. Right. That happened at the Nationals game the other night, yeah. but uh, it ended up going well for them, I guess. So. Yeah, we guess so. Yeah. Uh, for my last pick, I'm going to go with uh, the first day of school. Um, for me, usually kind of, you know, excited to go to the first day of school, but also it's kind of like you're not excited because of school, but you can see old friends. And that's like after that first day of school, it's just like yeah, I have yeah. 180 no, more odd days you know, to I, school. I agree. I don't agree with the first day of school because I think first day of school is actually kind of fun. I'd go with like the first day of the second week of school is the worst. Okay, like that, I agree. that yeah. first Monday. Yeah. I'd go. Okay. All right, that's it. That's it, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? 
uh, I had when you wake up in the middle of the night or you think you wake up in the middle of the night and you think you have like five more hours of sleep left, but you ended up being only like 30 minutes or something. Um, one more for me is uh, not getting what you want on Christmas. So Santa, don't get me cold this year at least. <laughs> now we got some uh, MLB talk for you as the NLDS and ALDS are going on right now. Um, games are heading to game three and four today and tomorrow. Um, so the first one we're just going to talk about at this point, are we taking pretty much the Yankees and the Astros pretty much a guarantee to win the world series? One of those two? Uh, no, no, I'm not putting the guarantee label on that at all. After all, it is baseball. It is a seven game series. And I mean, I think the Dodgers, uh, I mean, they're, they look like they're in a pretty good position to make the NLCS at least. And I think they have a pretty good shot against either the Braves or the Cardinals. Um, so with one of those teams against the Dodgers, do they have the advantage? Yes, but I wouldn't put the guarantee label on that at all. I think it still will be a competitive series with one of those teams. I think the Astros will make it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be competitive. It's it's not a sure thing at all yet. Okay. Um, now, with Cole and Verlander both dominating, Cole striking out 15 last night, um, would you put for a single season – Colin Verlander as top two, top three, or maybe best of all time, one-two punch in baseball history? Um, For a single season, Colin Verlander are definitely, I think, in like the top three, competing with Drysdale, Koufax, and like 64, 65, um, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Um I mean, obviously, Cole and Verlander, from a longevity standpoint, have only done it for about two years, and the future of Cole with the Astros is um, fairly undetermined because he'll be a free agent this upcoming season. So, from from a single season standpoint, I think Johnson and Schilling has have the best duo together. Um, Cole and Verlander going in third with Drysdale and Koufax going in second. I mean, in 65, Koufax had 27 complete games. Drysdale had 20. Obviously, it's a different time period, but still kind of attributes to the dominance of that duo. So, Colin Verlander, I'm going to go third in that discussion. Very dominant, but still vulnerable, I'd say. I don't say they're unhittable like like a Koufax or, uh, or Randy Johnson was at their peak. Um, for me, I'm probably going to put them second um, behind Koufax and Drysdale in front of uh, Randy Johnson and... Uh, and Kurt Schilling, just because I think uh, Kurt Schilling maybe isn't as good as what I would put. I don't know. I don't even know who put it first, Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. Both are really good. Um, that's why I think um, there's a little bit of a gap between Johnson and Schilling. Um, I mean, both all of these guys are really good, so it's hard to just. I decipher. think it's also different because when Cole was on the Pirates, he, I mean, he showed flashes of excellence, but he really wasn't like amazing yet i wouldn't say at all yeah i mean I, i've just heard a lot about the uh the pirates um like pitching coach and all their staff there and they've just like took some careers like careers like look at, look at glass now and uh look at archer and how all those careers have just kind of like fell off the table and then cole heads to the astros and you know his velocity increases <laughs> and his stuff plays so much more right the astros have definitely have uh 
system that no one knows about because they're developing pitching left and right and it's clearly working for that system and now um with the brewers season ending on tuesday what do we think well first just a small review on what we think of the brewers season and the outlook for 2020 with guys leaving or adding guys all Um, that i don't think that people can look at the brewers season as a disappointment uh Going into the season, obviously we had, as, as fans, huge expectations with this team. Um, they were a game away from the World Series last year. Came back with a similar club, if not more. They had Grandal. Um, they re-signed Moose. So a lot of expectations coming in. But this year they, they ran into a lot of bad luck with injuries. Obviously Yelch in the last month. Kane was not the same. and I think it was a combination of lingering injuries and just he just wasn't as explosive and like dominant as what he was this year he picked it up he picked up the schneid towards the end um braun was pretty good grandal was pretty good but it came down to the pitching hater was uh iffy iffy inconsistent a little bit couldn't trust him all the time from august into september um the starting rotation in september they didn't have a guy that they start that from their opening day starting rotation one of those guys was not in the rotation not one of them in september so that clearly attributes to, you know, an inconsistency in the team. Couldn't really get the team chemistry going. And obviously in September, they had a great run. They made the playoffs. I'm going to take it as a successful year for the cards they were dealt and how they responded to that. For me, it starts and ends with Hater. If the Brewers ever plan to make it to the World Series or win a World Series, Hater needs to be successful um, consistently outing to outing. Um, I don't think they can go anywhere with him. I mean, without him, um, being successful just because I hate to put it all on one man's shoulders, but to me, that's just realistic. I don't know if you can put it on all one, one man's shoulders. Cause if you remember last year, Hader wasn't our saving grace all the time. He was our utility guy. He was the guy that came in the fourth and fifth innings and got us out of the jams. It was our, our pen as a, as a whole collection. They had, it was like a, an entire unit. They had Burns, 2-6 ERA. Jeffress, sub-2 ERA. Hader was in there. Knable was in there, and he was pretty good towards the end. Um, I mean, who else did they have last year? Um, whatever his name from the White oh, Sox. Soria. Soria. Soria, yeah. I mean, I totally understand that, but I think, I mean, he he's the piece that needs to perform. He's the piece that needs to get the big outs in these big game situations. Um. And like you said, with the starting pitching, the Brewers need some dominance there. They cannot have these guys being so inconsistent, so flaky in and out the season. I trust nobody going out to the mountain and giving me five, if not six good innings ever. Um, so that's a huge thing they right. need to address in the offseason. I do think that like they spent too much money on their offense. Or I don't know. They, they just need to invest more in the starting pitching. And that's no doubt. Yeah, I mean... Everybody looks at the home runs and the offense that plays in the regular season. But at the end of the day, in October, we all know it's the pitching that gets the job done. Right. I mean, if you look at all these teams now, it's it's like the strategy and the manipulation of the guys and how you have to play with matchups. And it's it's all going to be different next year with the new rules coming out. But, I mean, even in September, you're going to need more depth because there's only 28 guys, not um, 40. Yeah, especially with one of the better strategists in the game with Council. I mean, I trust him with any combinations of pitchers. Right, Stearns just needs to get the guys. Yeah, yeah. of course. 
And today the Packers won 34-24 to on the road in Dallas to bring them to a record of 4-1. A big win for them going on the road um, and proving that they can win away from Lambeau. And that is a true test. Um, they were killing them in the first half. A little bit of lapse in the second half, letting up big chunks of yardage, but held on to the win, 34-24. Oh, yes, boom. They headed down from the frozen tundra deep into the heart of Texas for a good win. Go Pack Go. Good win. All I have to say about it, Aaron Jones, explosive. Um, They play the Lions next week. Expecting a W out of that one. Then we got the Raiders. Actually, the Raiders aren't bad, but at home, they're going to win that. Oh, then they got the Chiefs. All right, so I see them going. Am I, if I'm a weather forecaster, they're going 2-1 and one in the next games. But as we know, weather forecasters are 90% of the time wrong. So, bump three, never know. But I'm feeling good about the Packers, actually. It's kind of weird to feel about that because um, – It was a lot of disappointment. It was, it was weird. It was weird, though, because the, the, there was no wide receivers. Like, you didn't even know any of them. And then just like Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, like – crazy yeah oh told- shout out christian mccaffrey 52 points for fantasy how's your fantasy <laughs> team doing um all right so two leagues one of them i will for sure be victorious and that will make me three and two my other one i'm in a battle with um mike top right now i'm relying on travis kelsey and marlon mack i'm right now on pace to lose by six we have by far the most points in the league i'm on track to get 190 um couple guys went off for me McCaffrey Cooper Cup the Denver defense but he had Watson for 62 the Chargers defense had 40 for him so um it'll be a barn burner to the end Travis Kelsey he's in the red zone right now he needed to get a touchdown for uh, dearest mother so you will I'll notify you next week on my update sounds good and that concludes the 54th edition of the Bay Brothers podcast Today we'll be closing out with Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Enjoy the week and we will see you next Sunday.